Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Reginald Atatula. His name is Chris Arnold. He's a three-time Hall of Famer. Never forget that. Got you down. Never forget that. Yes, you can. No, don't forget it. I mean, we don't. You might not have to say it every time. I don't want that on my tombstone. <laughs> okay, what would you like on eventually? He tried to take. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna note that down. I'm gonna write that down somewhere. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. In fact, on the truckwreck.com text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three, our friend Jay Gonatero asked, uh, "What does it mean when you say Ross is on the ones and twos? It's kind of a hip hop uh, reference, yes, right?" It is. So in, in especially tables. early early days of hip hop, you know, you'd have your MC and you'd have your DJ, and mm-hmm. the DJ would be a part of this, and they'd be on the turntables. One, two of them, exactly. You have your two turntables, and, and so Ross is back there with all the equipment in the control room. He's on the boards. He's in on the board. So he's he's our way. DJ. He's uh, providing the music. That's he's right. Providing all kinds of little short teases and. And let me tell you, as the DJ, it's taking all of my willpower to not just flood these airwaves with dubstep. Oh, don't do that. Oh, man. Don't do that. Uh, So good. You're going to go British, huh? Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, at least if you're going to do something in that, like, dance territory, hit me with some, like, house, right? Oh, and that's exactly what it would be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like disco, house. It's very kind of like, if if you would hear it at, like, a discotheque in, like, the 80s or 90s, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think think we're in good territories then, so, yeah. um, uh, But, yes. We're fortunate to have Ross doing his residency with us this week. That's right. That's right. He is is on the boards for us this evening. Thank Mm -hmm. you, sir. And thank you guys for rolling with us with all of the fun that you bring, all of the interaction that you bring on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Uh, the interaction you bring by searching 105.3 on YouTube, watching us there, where Al Walton says, has Vach Lombardi already been on? He sure has. But don't worry about it. You can go You can go back in the Odyssey mm-hmm. app if you listen there and uh, use the Radio Rewind button. If you're on YouTube, uh, you could use you could use that uh, little bar to go back go as back. well. Um, and listen Easiest to way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's a way to do this. And then also interacting on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. That's another place. Where uh where you could keep up with us? Oh, from the eight three zero house once at nine. I'm 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 in for it. Okay, we might need to have a house segment at some point. Where you we might just, have, where have just to gonna, break it down, man. Yeah, man. Like I said, you're in residence. You know, so why, you know why what? not? Final call. Hit me with your best shot on final during final call. I want to see I want to see what you come with uh when it comes to this music, Ross. We're gonna really test your DJ capabilities. But uh right now, oh I guess I should remind you news of the day. Dallas Stars added defenseman. His yes, name is Chris did. Tanov. They also bring. Uh, I believe he's. What was that? 
I said, big trade. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I didn't want to. I wanted to make sure I didn't step on you there. Chris and Cole. Yes, and so I believe my man's name is Cole Brady. I want to make sure I don't forget him. Actually, I have not done my research on Cole Brady, so that's my apologies. I need to do that because I've just been super well, excited. It happened while you're on the air. You can only multitask so far. You got to take care of the listeners as best you can. You can't focus on just the the minor details when you're talking about the World Series champion Texas Rangers. The uh, Dallas Mavericks, who's uh, winning on Luca's birthday, all these other things going on in your mind, and let, let alone sharing your thoughts with the text. You can't get all the details while you quarterback in mind. Otherwise, your words will get twisted. That's a reasonable thing to think. However, my brain is not that reasonable. I like And to, that's why you get mad at yourself. T- I do. I really do. Uh, and now we're having Give Reggie therapy time. I should have given myself a Next break. Next thing you know, you'll be spending two hours doing nothing. That's... <laughs> <laughs> the, the nothing being worrying about my performance and uh-huh, thinking that I should be doing exactly. better. But, no, I absolutely try and give you guys all the best that I can. And I'm uh, giving you the best that I got. Um, Cole Brady <laughs> is a goaltender. So he will be coming along with defenseman Chris Tanev to your Dallas Stars. Jim Nill executes a three-team trade that brings those guys in. Uh, what goes out is the Stars' 2026 fourth-rounder, and a, I believe, a conditional third rounder in 2026 goes to Calgary as well as, as a second rounder this upcoming uh, draft. So nothing too painful to add some defensive help for your Dallas Stars who needed it very mm-hmm. much. So you've seen the ways in which the defense has maybe been less than stellar in some of these circumstances. So as a team that absolutely wants to contend, absolutely wants to make a deep run mm-hmm. in that Stanley Cup playoffs, it was very evident that this was something where they needed to uh, get better and address. And Jim Nill, damn it if he did not address it. So shout out to the Dallas Stars and Chris Tan of the 34-year-old uh, defenseman who is regarded as being kind of a, a, a tough, rough kind of defender. Um, that's going to be really helpful, when, especially when you compare it to kind of the, the, the quick speed skating uh, perspective mm-hmm. of your Dallas Stars. Adding adding another defenseman to help Miro Haskin and out is going to go a long way, I imagine. I love when – I've said this over and over all night long. I love it when a team – that's in the hunt, fortifies its roster. As they go down the stretch, the stars are doing the same thing that the Rangers did when they made those moves, uh, brought in Jordan Montgomery, brought in Scherzer uh, in the middle of the season. The Mavericks did it just two weeks ago when they brought in P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cricket, they didn't. Cricket, they didn't, they cricket, didn't. Cricket, cricket. All they needed was some linebackers. <laughs> they needed just. Bring a line back. LVE was out. This is this is one of CA's. This is one of his points. This is the one of the ones that gets him going. And so I I, I have you to say you in. Damn it, fortify. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the stars did that for you. Yes, they, they did. did that. I'm happy. Um. Also, the Mavs did it as you mentioned. They did that at the trade deadline. They're they're continuing to bear the dividends of it tonight. You see it. One thirty six, one twenty five victory against the Toronto Raptors Up in, in the Toronto. Six. Absolutely. A back to on, on the second night of a back to back after that, you know, heartbreaking, gut wrenching loss after the Max Struess heave. But tonight, um, a significantly different game, at least when you look at the box score for your Dallas Mavericks. Uh, last night, it was a 45 point, 30 point or 45 point effort for Luka Doncic, 30 points for Kyrie Irving and not a lot from anyone else tonight. Sig- really different. 30 points for Luka Doncic, 29 for Kyrie. That's to be expected. But P.J. Washington. Had a big game mm-hmm. in this one. 23 points. 5 of 10 shooting from three. 
uh, 9 of 16 from the field, 6 rebounds. He played 31 minutes, right? And like, blocked 3 shots, too. This is the platonic ideal of what P.J. Washington is when you mm. added him. And it's it was early, right? But one of the things I was kind of starting to ponder on um, was, hey, man, what happens if P.J. Washington isn't the three-point shooter that maybe – a lot of folks were hoping to get at the trade deadline. And I, like, I don't think that would have been a bad thing. And I'm not even sure if that's like completely out of the question still now because his three-point shooting percentage has not been good necessarily over the course of his career. And one of the things that you can usually track shooting capability on, not just three-point shooting because that could fluctuate, free throw shooting usually gives you a good idea. That is a static shot. You're not being defended. It's just do you have that repeatable shooting motion that you can have? And he is like a career 72% free throw shooter, which is not – great that does not necessarily track with that and so you you might not anticipate that he ends up being a great shooter or even like one of those shooters that really makes a defense have to change but one of the things that's nice is that you can see him have games like this and that is encouraging because you can have a night where he knocks down the threes and makes it tough on a defense and you got that today well here's so the you good had part. the points in addition to the defense to to address that situation as they were making that trade one of the things they looked at is who is getting him the ball and how wide open would he be? Sure. Bobby Carrello was telling me this. Mm-hmm. And when you play with Luka Doncic, he's number one in the NBA. Bobby told us last night, Luka's number one in the NBA. In the shot quality that he he's able to get for other people. Passes. Yeah. And so the bottom line is, he might not have had those open looks. He might not have had, in other words, his, his three-point shooting should rise playing with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. In fact, tonight alone, he shot... 50% from three, five out of 10. That's just for example. So I'm not saying is is. In other words, people try to be too, not you necessarily, but people try to be too absolute. I mean, I'll take it if it's me necessarily. He's only 25 years old. I remember when Luca couldn't make free throws. And, yeah. And at the same time, when he first got in this league, his birthday is 25 years old right now. Happy when birthday, he was Luke. in this league as a rookie, he kept doing these step back threes at the wrong time. He had never had a game winning shot in the NBA as a rookie. Did you know that? Mm, I don't not, think I realized that. He did not have a game-winning three, but he kept trying to take these three-point shots. But what did we discover when you read the Tim Cato article? He he works on his game so sure. hard, even with shots you think that are trick shots. No, he's trying to perfect that, and that's what you want in a guy who's that competitive. So with P.J. Washington, I would not say, aha, you made a bad trade because this guy does not hit shoot threes, oh, no. and his free throws are an indicator because Luka is proof positive that he can improve in those two areas. And again, he may shoot, improve as a three-point shooter because he's playing with Luka. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying you can't just, because people may interpret your words as being an absolutist. Sure, and I, I, don't want, I don't want to be that necessarily, but. And you've also said you could be a comundrian. So with that in mind, <laughs> I got to balance you off. I appreciate it. No, but I, one thing that I noticed, because I, I link back to when Derrick Jones Jr. was mm-hmm. brought in, and the idea of the three and D was something is something that the Mavs wanted and still want, right? Um, and Derrick Jones Jr. looked like your best shot at that at the start of the season. And I was like, he's you looked at his three point shooting percentage and it wasn't very good. But one thing I went and looked at his corner three shooting percentage, particularly his open corner three shooting percentage, was like 36, 37 percent. I was like, Which okay, so he'll be fine, right? Because mm-hmm. those are that's going to be the profile mm-hmm. of shots that he gets. You do the same for P.J. Washington. Even those shots weren't necessarily a good percentage. And I understand what you're saying on the idea of the getting him open shots. But that that is that is that that can be um, isolated, right? Mm-hmm. His, even his open shots when it came mm-hmm. to corner shooting. 
he did not do that necessarily well. You pair that with the free throw shooting. You pair with that. And so I just had that wonder of, okay, what happens if he's not necessarily a great shooter in that way? And I still am not certain that he's going to be a great shooter, but what's nice is that he can have these games like that. And he's still, even if he's not a great shooter, right? I don't even want to, like, even if he's still a great addition. The defense that you've seen him provide is huge. The ways in which he can go off the dribble. His mid-range game is something that's kind of nice. I actually saw him during the course of this game at one point he got the ball. It was closer to the top of the key, maybe in the wing. And he takes that step in to take a mid-range jumper where he, he is a little bit nicer when it comes to that mid-range jumper. And I was like, I like that. If Find the shot that is your shot. But in this game, he's able to knock down not just those shots, but corner three and threes in general because he had some um, above the break a corner or sorry, wing threes as well. And this is what you need. Like when we talk about who is your third scorer, obviously Tim Hardaway Jr. can have his nights. And he had a decent night as well, 16 points. Uh, 5 of 13 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3. So it wasn't sparkling necessarily, but it was, I mean, hell, 40% from 3. It was solid. Like, all these things, you needed that. But having the capability of, I, I think uh, Jason Kidd talked about it a few nights ago, the idea of a few of these guys can pop up. And one you saw in the night was a few of these guys did pop up, and you didn't need Luka Doncic to go nuclear, even though 30, 16, and 11, right? Like, that's... <laughs> Hey, that's still that's, a good that's night. That's why he's in the MVP conversation. That's still a good night for And not getting enough credit for it, though. You get, you get all of these guys involved, and then mm-hmm. it looks good. It looks very good. And, again, the best thing about this roster is getting healthier. And the return of Dante Exum uh, helps out in situations where you have a guy that may not be on. So, guess what? You, you set him down. Um, Josh Green only scored five points. Five points. He wasn't shooting a lot. See, when Josh Green doesn't score a lot of points, it's not that he's off. Tim Hardaway may be off because he's shooting a lot and it's not off. Uh, he, Josh Josh Green may not even shoot the ball because whatever the situation, he it's not he doesn't get the ball enough or whatever the deal is. With Adante Exum, guess what? Josh ain't scoring. We need some scoring. Uh, by the way, Tim Hardaway Jr., you don't need to be uh, uh, dribbling the ball. You need to catch and shoot. Dante Exum, here you go. The depth of this team is going to be the thing that scares most teams in the playoffs. It's like you don't want to play the Mavericks because the coach can come up with all kinds of configurations, combos, and you got two generational talents as your guards. We're talking about Luka and Kyrie. Everybody else, you can do a lot of different things, and you, now you got some size to go match up with some of the big teams like the Clevelands out there, the, the teams with length. And uh, the term to f- describe P.J. Washington, they call up – it's not him in particular, but combo he's the big. best one. Combo combo wing. And Jason Kidd has been calling him Think Aaron Gordon up there in Denver. We got us one now. He may not be exactly Aaron Gordon, but he's the closest thing that's not in Denver. Yeah, so the Mavs get an int- uh, a good win against the Toronto Raptors. Not- and it sets up, sets up Friday so well. Yeah, and not, not necessarily a team that is great, but they've had a nice stretch of games, as we mentioned. Uh, I think it was last night, the idea that they had won three in a row. Uh, Darko Rajakovic, the uh, head coach over there, mm-hmm. was set to have a pizza party for these guys because of the way that they had been playing lately. Um, they gave them a good run, though. Uh, 125 points the Toronto Raptors scored. But uh, the Mavericks did this without even shooting super great from three, 35% as a team. Mm-hmm. But they make sure to get it done, and it comes from more of a collective effort offensively. And then a 30-point triple-double for Luka Doncic. I got to give Luka even more prime on his uh, props on his birthday. Not only was a triple point, a, triple, a 30 point triple double. Yes. He even was a double in plus minus. He was a plus 11. Yeah, on the floor, on the floor when good things happen. It's one of the things that you kind of expect of Luke Doncic and was one of the statistical mm-hmm. oddities that you've seen over the course of the early parts of the season and actually like through the middle of the season where it was like 
oddly enough, the numbers, the on-off splits weren't wildly different. And I know, obviously, Kyrie Irving plays in, but Kyrie's on-off splits have been really positive, Mm -hmm. which obviously speaks to his value for this team. But no, you know that Luka Doncic is an important factor, a big-time playmaker. And you saw it tonight as well, right, where we were talking yesterday. We talked with Bobby Carella after that game, and we were talking about the idea of a couple of teams, the Pacers, the Cavs, both um, played Luka Doncic differently. They did yeah. not blitz him. And mm-hmm. I, I will be honest, I did not get to like fully delve into this as there's a lot of moving parts on this evening when we talk about the Cav- or the Stars making a move and the various other things that we've talked about. But early on in this game, it seemed like the Raptors went with what was tried and true in the NBA. They did blitz Luka Doncic, and you saw the ways in which Luka Doncic distributed from there. And so I do wonder if some of that also was in play here where our teams yet getting to the place where they have decided that um, they're going to move away from what is the status quo and trying to defend Luka. And maybe now they will further mm-hmm. look at what the Pacers and Cavs did. And you see that shift. Yeah, look, watch, because that's what they do. They try to take things away from you, getting ready for playoffs, if that's the case. And they're trying to win games no matter who it is to get that competitive edge. I, I will say this, talking about these different uh, matchups that the Mavericks have now with these two guys that brought in the trade deadline. They got 11 blocks tonight. 11 blocks. This team could never do that until they had that size. These guys that they can uh, move, maneuver around. And you think you're going to drive to the basket? Take that with you. You know, block that shot. We saw a lot of block shots tonight. I'm like, how many was that? It was 11. Yeah. They also had, I think, 14 steals. And this Toronto Raptors team, there's uh, actually a, seven steals. My bad. There's a little bit of length, but it clearly does not have the same length that we were looking at, yeah, especially Cleveland. last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland and has so. some length. And yeah. by the way, Cleveland was one of those teams. They're the arguably the second best team, hottest team in the NBA behind the Boston Celtics. And I think they're currently sitting in second in the they're East. They're currently as well. sitting in second, and they just don't lose. And that would have been a nice, sweet victory if the Mavericks had. Uh, been able to close that thing out. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, your Mavs currently tied. Uh, they're t- they technically sit in eight. They are they are a half game back of the sack. Or they actually they have. New Orleans just lost. Yeah, they're at the same place as where the uh, Kings are when it comes to like games back. But they have one more win and one more loss in those columns. Um, it's tight. So it's very tight. Um, in the in the Western Conference, your Mavs currently still sit in eighth, but they're only a half game behind fifth place. Where the Phoenix Suns What's going to be a really so. good test is tomorrow night or Friday night. Mm-hmm. They play at the Celtics, and the Celtics have the best record in the league. Uh, they're doing historical things for that franchise, and they've only lost three home games. Yeah, and so, so that's going to be the ultimate test. But thankfully, they get a night off, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'll face off against the Boston Celtics at the TD Garden in Boston. So that's that's the next test of these new look Mavs. But so far. I think a lot of people very happy with what they've mm-hmm. seen um, and they continue to roll on. See what happens when you fortify your roster? <laughs> Steven. They, they needed it desperately and Steven they did Jones. it. And the man himself, P.J. Washington, podium game for him um, on this evening. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the NFLPA put out their second annual report card. What do they say about your Cowboys and other teams around the league? We'll discuss it next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos for you. And shout out to, uh, who was it on the YouTube that made it abundantly clear uh, that, you know, the ones and twos actually speak to a very particular set of uh, turntables. I have to go back and find it. I apologize. 
uh, for having that little squirrel moment without being able to deliver the the uh, the acorn on the other side of it. But still, a, a fun evening in the Metroplex on this Wednesday. Your Mavs get a win. Um, what was that score again? 130... I realize I've 136, 136 to, 125. to 125. That is correct. And then the Stars at a defenseman who was actually going to be a free agent at the end of the season, which I imagine is part of why they did not have to pay a ton. So he is uh, a rental in a way. But Chris Tanev, 34-year-old defenseman, will join your Dallas Stars, help fortify CA's word mm-hmm. of the day. Their defensive uh, talent, It'll help. he'll help Miro Haskin and uh, solidify your defense and hopefully, um, you know, Help these stars win a world or a Stanley Cup final. I just wanted to say World Series champion so bad, I so mean, bad. World Championship Do works. Do it. Yeah, but Lord Stanley's Cup. That's it's fun. Yeah, no, it's that, that definitely has a good cup. ring to it. Got to make sure make sure that you mention that. Uh, let's talk about neither of those sports, neither baseball nor hockey. Let's talk about football. Football where um, obviously your Dallas Cowboys play in the National Football League and the Players Association of the National Football League, NFLPA, has done a fun thing. They started last year, and I don't know that anybody knew this was coming, but out of nowhere they had like a player team report card. Mm -hmm. And so they had various players throughout the league, I think ultimately 1,300 players or thereabouts, voted on uh, and gave their feedback on these teams and how they were treated and how they felt these teams stacked up and ultimately the NFLPA put together a report card for all 32 teams, ranking them based on various things uh, involved. Let me see if I can get you some of the, the, the things, categories. the categories. That's right. Some of the categories that are involved here, treatment of facilities, food and cafeteria, nutrition, nutritionist, dietitian, locker room, training room, training staff, weight room, strength coaches, Travel or team travel, head coach and owner. All these uh, different areas have been voted upon. And for the second straight year, the NFL put out these um, report cards. And ultimately, when it came down to like the raw rankings of it all, the Miami Dolphins come out on top as the highest ranked or rated rather um, football team followed after by the Minnesota Vikings. Same two teams as last season. So those two teams are viewed as, I guess, from the player perspective, the best teams. The best place to work. In a way, yeah. Um, Now, of the 32 teams, where do you believe your Dallas Cowboys rank, Chris Arnold? I believe last year they were number four, and I already know the answer because they've got the biggest slip. Yeah. They rank 12th. Yep. Of all 32 teams. So the They fell out of the top 10, everybody. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot of Cowboys fans that'll say, well, that's not surprising, all things considered. Uh, But with that being the case, Cowboys finished 12th in the rankings. Uh, Apparently, there are a few areas where the team clearly shines. Facilities. Yep. And that's to be – I mean, look, the star, we know that it's world. Exactly. Um, Players also gave high marks to the locker room, the weight room, and head coach Mike McCarthy gets high ratings. Good cop. Yeah, and I mean, he you could easily view him as a player's coach. Yep. So that's not to be uh, – that, that's, that's not That's why super you have ex- to bring in a Zim. That's I, why Zimmer and that's I think why a, Zimmer's here. A lot of people feel that, absolutely. Um, and again, they also liked Dan Quinn last year too. For sure, for sure. I think Mike McCarthy, player's coach, also just because he focused a lot on making sure dudes were healthy and those types of things and like and the he, schedule was not yeah. too taxing. But okay, the negatives. Supposedly the major issues – Centered around the training room, 
the trainers, they were saying there were not enough trainers. Yeah, players feel like they're understaffed in the department and it's difficult to get the necessary preparation and treatment so that they can perform their best. And Only- that doesn't make any sense. First of all, they love the trainers. They love Jim Maurer and they love Britt, uh, Britt and I can't remember Britt's last name right now, but Britt's been there forever. But they, they don't have enough of them. In other words, as great as that training room is, I mean, the facility is state-of-the-art. Jared, how the hell you don't have more trainers? I don't know. I imagine that this maybe, maybe this uh, ends up being a, I don't know, a catalyst for adding uh, the more trainers. Only 60%, 62 rather, percent of players feel like they get an adequate amount of one-on-one treatment time, which ranks 30th, which is third worst in the NFL. Other issue that was mentioned was players feel the training room lacks basic equipment that you could expect to be standard. That is insane for that facility. Jerry, come that is, on now. That is you, something you, I would not agree You admit cannot take that show. Now, here's what's so crazy. The number, the number 30. The number 31 team on that particular category is the Kansas City Chiefs. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs were 31st overall as a team. I found that to be quite fascinating. They were graded as the second lowest team Outside of the Washington Commandos, have not been able to completely turn that thing around oh, yeah. just yet. But that, I mean, that violates our kind of thought collective knowledge on yeah. this, where it's like, yo, Kansas City's a good team, but it seems like in a lot of respects, and I can get into like the specifics of them, um, they're not ranked highly. Uh, I mentioned training staff, training room, uh, they're ranked low on 31st. Team travel is oddly 22nd. They're ranked 22nd, and they got a C minus. They don't like that. In that and plane, I is that uh, NFL huh. teams don't have their own planes. For those who are wondering, mm-hmm. the NBA teams do, but they do what they do is they they'll work a deal with certain airlines. Like I think the Cowboys still do with travel with Air American Airlines, and they'll get the plane, they'll get it nice, but it's not like an NBA a, a, team, a private situation yeah. like that. Um, get this, ownership ranked a B, good for nineteenth. Oh no, not the Hunts. Play hunt. No, no, no. This is this is your Dallas Cowboys. I'm still on. Oh, back to the Cowboys. What happened? Yes, I've been talking about the Cowboys. Oh, travel. Game. Yeah, with team travel, they were ran- they gave the C minus. Okay. And you are somebody who is familiar with that. Yeah, team I've, travel. I've been on that charter. I wrote that charter up for 20 years. Um, and it's again, it, this was I, I'm gonna tell you, there's nothing else like it. It's absolutely amazing. But here's what I'm thinking. And I was thinking about this before we did this segment, Reg. Mm-hmm. I, I've you know seen the report and all that. I'm like, I've mentioned over and over again, there's a situation of affluenza up there with those players, right? They're spoiled, rotten. They're rich. They don't know that. I think because the star itself is so nice, they think every single thing has to be way A+. Follow me? Wait a minute. There's a piece of paper on the ground. This place sucks. What? So in a way, they've got the same travel and it's a you got a it's, you're not you're not in the airport proper. You got a, its own little hangar area. You got your own parking that's you know guarded. I'm like, what are you complaining about? Spoil rich kids? Well, may, maybe that's a portion of it. But yeah, oddly enough, the Cowboys in really kind of the middle of the pack when it comes to the the report it's card. It's surprising. It is surprising. I think that's fair. But what's, what was more surprising, you mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They are literally in the double digits. They're in the bottom half in every category except, can you guess the category in which they are not? What are the categories? Treatment, uh, treatment of facilities, mm-hmm. food, nutritionists, locker room, training rooms, training staff, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, head coach, ownership. 
I can't even guess. Head coach. Yeah, they love Andy Reid. A plus. There you go. Literally the highest ranked head coach. You know one of the things he does? I found out in that quarterbacks documentary that they did that Peyton Manning did on Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Kirk Cousins and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Marcus Mario. I found out that Andy Reid allows them to create trick plays and then do it in the game. He sure in other does. words, the players come up with the plays, mm-hmm. not just the assistant coaches or Andy Reid. They would come up with the trick plays. And they would work on them in practice. And then if Andy liked them, he'd let them do it in the game. And that, talk about having fun and ownership or loving your coach. Yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 those are some of the things that have 1,700 players mm-hmm. uh, thereabouts participated. participated, which is an uptake of 400 more players than previously had. And so there, there's a lot of insight to be had from you know this NFLPA, and of course, like uh, it's not it's not perfect, right? Like as you mentioned, there's mm-hmm. possibilities of biases seeping in, but I mean, yeah, there, it, it it is interesting the way that that all came together. The Chargers, oddly enough, in one particular area, got an F, which is food and cafeteria, and they also Ooh. talked about the family room at the stadium at one point. Now that you got to take care of the family. Apparently, they provide daycare, but it's not on site, and players have to pay. This is in LA, the Chargers. They yes, they charge, as they are the Chargers, seventy five dollars for their meaning. first child, and then fifty dollars for each additional child per family. And look, childcare in our country is wildly expensive, right? Uh-huh. And so you would think that compares nicely to like why you know just general childcare. The problem is it compares very poorly to the rest of the league where most other teams take care of their mm-hmm. players' kids for free. And on that same tip, in the food department, how come the Cincinnati Bengals are ranked way low, if not last? Well, they, that, that didn't surprise me at all. You oh, no, know why? we talked to Will. You know, but here's what, what was surprising. They're, it's an F-. minus. I didn't know that you gave out F-minuses. I thought we all just figured once you got an F, you failed. It must have been down in the 20s. Yeah, the Bengals, they were. In fact, Ends. you know what? Let me go ahead and click on that one and see because, exactly why they gave them the F-minus. Because what it they don't give, they weren't giving them lunch every day. Oh, like, yeah, they have to pay for it. Yeah. Yes, they, I forgot uh, about They that. only give it to them free on Wednesdays. It's crazy. Which is which is wild. That is a wild. This is a professional football team. This ain't high school. Especially when you talk about like the nutrition of it, right? Like yes. what you what you, you usually try to want. Take, you want them to win. You want to you want to make sure that nutrition is taken is is number one. Right, and so yeah, there there's there's a lot of different things this that were fascinating throughout the case. The Arizona oh. <laughs> Cardinals apparently got they got an uptick because they stopped charging players for meals. Uh-huh. Um, and then they changed the floor and the equipment in the weight room. And so you see the ways in which this PA survey mm-hmm. apparently is helping them, you know, identify and helping teams maybe get on get on their horses about fixing some things. The Bengals uh, were criticized last year for not providing three meals a day and made a slight change as you mentioned offering meals for free on Wednesdays. I imagine that that might need an uptick as well. Let me tell you something. They're what, making billions my, of dollars. That, thank you. That's my point. I'm like, wait a minute. We're not talking about colleges. We're not talking about small schools. We're not talking about high schools. We're not talking about hey, different college, parts of town. Hey, college, they give you three square, buddy. We're, we're not talking about different parts of town. We're no, talking about the you, NFL where every team is worth billions. Every owner is a billionaire. You're talking about guys who, you know, it's the number one sport in America. You you're, you got the TV deals is flush. You're, you're printing money. All I, the ratings are through the roof zone. I mean, the stadiums are sold out. And you're telling me some of these teams 
don't take care of their product and have the nerve to say, well, we want to win a Super Bowl. Hell, you mean? You should be doing everything you can. From the A17, they're millionaires. Why can't they be normal and pay for their own damn food and child care? They're billionaires. Why can't they take care of their employees? Thank you. That's that's another. That's way the you other can do answer. This. If it, look, if the millionaire players aren't spin, are spending, the billionaire owners are making even more than that, and they're the ones that claim they want a title. Sound like everybody's com- comfortable. So there you go. Uh, NFLPA report card. Always fun to take a di- dive into. Yes, if is. you want to do that, you can check it out. NFLPA.com. Um, they, they've got the player team uh, report cards for all of these teams where your Dallas Cowboys ultimately ranked 12th overall, all well, things considered. 10, yeah, so you wonder if maybe the Joneses will take note of this, take heed of this, and in addition to the supposed all-in, get all-in on uh, making sure that the experience is right. Give, add some more trainers. Yeah, I mean, that that feels health. like a re- That seems like that that helps everybody, right? We're not even talking about the food of it all. Let's make sure that all the players are healthy Thank and are you. prepared to, to play their best. I think that... That, that works for everybody, especially coming off of a season where you had a few players that are very vital to you go down with injuries. Oh, yeah. And, again, football is a war of attrition. Whoever's healthiest at the end has the greatest chance to win. You might Look, ask Cincinnati about Joe Burrow not being out there. Just saying. Right. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday evening. In the Metroplex. Coming up next, we'll do this. Uh, we'll do the get right staple. We'll do a little sharing time next. Yeah. Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got Ross Lemensky in this. Uh, yeah, I got to say the ones and twos. It just feels better. Appreciate you hanging out mm-hmm. with us, Ross. And you guys rolling with us. Whether you agree, disagree, it's always fun to have you in with us. And the conversation. Absolutely. The conversation is what's worth having. Um, 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line if you would like to continue to converse with us. Uh, also, you can uh, hop on YouTube, 105.3 The Fan, or twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, where boss, badass mofo Lady T says, yay, sharing time. Let's, ah, yes. let's do that on a sense. Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Um if you don't mind, I'll go first. No, go for it. Uh, I found this to be somewhat interesting, especially as, uh, I don't know, I find myself watching, listening, reading about all sorts of odd stuff. Um, I don't say that to brag. I just say that to be like, there's just, I every once in a while, I'm like, where, where, where how did I get here? What am I doing? You went down the rabbit hole. It's lots of, lots of different rabbit holes. And one of the things 
that you know you know about and if you've if you've done anything similar is just like how many microplastics end up in like our water right to the point where um like you think that okay if you eat well or whatever but apparently like there's there's just a wild amount of like microplastics that happen to be in our basic drinking water supply um and so that is that is something that is insane right like uh, of the test of compounds of the microplastics that end up in water right most concerning is like polystyrene which can inflame the intestines and may kill red blood cells which as you if you, you don't have to like know a ton about biology to know that red blood cells are good and killing them is bad and so like these microplastics in our water and in especially like our fresh water is just it's it's, it's not a fresh good thing fresh water it is not a, like dude it is it is not a good thing there's a lot of microplastics that are in this like the way that we have allowed our, our world to exist is kind of insane but apparently there is a relatively simple solution that can be done to kind of try and pull these microplastics out of our water if you boil tap water, apparently, you can destroy at least 80% of the three most common plastic compounds that could be found in the water. So that was according to findings that were published. So basically you're saying yes, don't earlier trust today. tap water. Make sure you boil it first. Otherwise, get you some filters. I'm at, like I, they they did not necessarily say that filters were the things that got rid of the uh, the really? microplastics. Now, of course, the filters are necessary for other debris and things that end up in your water, but if we want to try and get rid of the microplastics, it might be time to start boiling this water up. Every kind of water that you get? Um, the, what about bottled water? This is the thing. Uh, Columbia researchers, Columbia, the mm -hmm. college in New York, um, not the country in South America, even though much love to the country, Columbia. Uh, but Columbia researchers found last month that bottled water can even contain up to a quarter million fragments of nanoplastics per liter. Get out of here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of wild. It is kind of wild how much this happens. And of course, as I mentioned, like there's there's negative things, and the microplastics really just kind of develop uh, and end up with all the bottles and the, just all the various things that we have and like the ways in which it seeps in. It's kind of crazy. But apparently, there were findings that were released earlier today that something as simple as boiling your tap water could help. Now. Now that you know that, does that make you feel like you're actually going to do this? Because there's one thing to know it, and there's another thing to actually like do the best practices. And I just can't see myself I going see and boiling water and then, and then cooling it down. And put in the refrigerator. It's uh -oh. a lot. A lot of steps. It's a lot. You're talking about steps here. And if you, if the bottled water people do that first and then bottle it and send it to you, it's still not clean, huh? Someone from the 682 said, do y'all know about the trash island made of plastic the size of yes. Texas in the ocean? I saw that. I'm not or sure that I've that's actually, I'm, is it really? Like, I'm not sure. I was like, I, I the way that I've understood it, and of course, I don't I know if it's the wrong. size of Texas, but I've seen it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know that there's a giant, I, I think it more speaks to the incredible mass of, of um, trash and plastics or whatever that end up in the ocean in general. Uh -huh. But I don't know that they're like all clumped together like a giant landmass. Somebody made one. They really did. Did they? Yeah. But I don't know. Google yeah. it up. Okay. I saw a picture. I don't know if it's the actual size of Texas, though. That's a lot of... Texas could be a country, man. That's a, that's a lot of territory. You know how big Texas is? I always like to tell this to people who don't know about Texas. Mm -hmm. Texas is so big. Amarillo is closer to Denver than it is to Houston. Likewise, El Paso is closer to California than LA, it is to, to Houston. To Houston. LA, yeah. And did you know that uh, Texarkana is closer 
to Chicago than it is to El Paso. I mean, this this Texas spread out. That's right. You could drive for days and not get out of Texas. Uh, I don't know that you'd get a day, but you could. It's a lot of hours that you'd have to go. I'm trying to see. Would it be maybe? Would it be Brownsville to like Panhandle? Yeah, which on, honestly, condolences and our thoughts have to be with yeah, the Panhandle. It's on fire. Just crazy amount of fire uh, happening up there. Like, Hundreds of like, thousands of of acres. Being yeah, it's burned. like yeah. sixty counties. Yeah. So like you know, crazy. Coal hundred. Uh, that's not words. The things that I said were not words. But uh, condolences to all mm-hmm. of the fine folks out there, and especially the folks that are dealing with uh, trying to manage that the fires that are happening out there. But yeah, it's just it is a lot. It's so um, crazy because people think only California would have these fires, or only when Maui has some fire. Man, shoot! Hey man, we're Earth is cooked, man. Like it's from crazy. the two, like our Fred Pastry Chef Eric said from the two one four Earth is so corny now. Plastic water. That's right. That's right. And in fact, someone went as far as to say, if you're eating seafood, you're basically eating plastic because of the similar things. Uh, Oyster Smiling on the YouTube says, just buy a reverse osmosis system to remove microplastics. I I, I got to go look. I got to price out a reverse osmosis system. Also, I rent. So if that's something I got to in, install, let me tell you, I don't feel like they're going to appreciate uh, me doing that. Or maybe they will. But I'm not. I can't leave it there, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I just saying reverse osmosis system sounds like a whole bunch of money, to me personally. But I appreciate that. Like, absolutely, if you have that available to you, yeah, do that. Because apparently, microplastics all up in the water. But you could boil it. You could boil the water and get get yourself uh get yourself all right. But yeah, that that was that was the thing that I learned today in the subcategory that I like to call we're all doomed. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, I followed up on the story. I'm gonna Google this up about this trash island. It says they call it the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. It's lying between California and Hawaii. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is three times the size of France and is the world's biggest ocean waste repository with a 1.8 billion pieces of floating plastic, which kills thousands of marine animals each year. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Okay. It's today, real. today I learned that as well. Which again, I don't know if that fits into the subcategory of everything is bad, but um, okay, thank you, thank you for letting me know that. Uh, did I try and pluralize the word debris? I don't know. Anyways, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead. And- oh, there's there's another one too. Is there? We got multiple floating trash uh-huh. islands. Okay, there's very one good. near Japan. It's the Western Garbage Patch. Uh, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. does make sense. You uh, know it's bad when they have to differentiate right. between garbage patches. Soon we're going to have be like the Northern Hemisphere Garbage Patch and then the Southern Hemisphere Garbage Patch. Uh, it's just all going to be garbage soon enough. The whole they world will the be garbage. They said the estimated size of the garbage patch, like I said, I gave you the size of three times five French. They said its actual square mileage is 620 no, six six hundred twenty thousand square miles, about the <laughs> twice the size of Texas, three times the size of France. Y'all some jerks from the six A two. Stop talking about my Cowboys like that, CA. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. Stop talking about my Cowboys like That's that. That's hilarious. Uh, they are what they are. Okay, very good. Um, CA, did you have anything that you would like to share? Well, um. You did mention that you you know you stopped by a a event before you made it to work. Yeah, today. I mentioned that a little earlier that with the with the family uh, Cleo Hearns, and that's Taylor Hearns' grandfather. I give them a shout out one more time because they might be wrapping up, and some of them might be listening to the, the Hearns family. Uh, Cleo Hearns is a legendary cowboy, black cowboy. 
I'm talking about a real rodeo. He created the co-founder of the Cowboys of Color Rodeo. Been around for, I mean, years and years and years. Uh, he actually did some things with the Dallas Cowboys and Ford. Um, on the sidelines, he was there. All the Cowboys from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they know Cleo Hearns. And again, uh, his grandson, uh, pitched for the Texas Rangers. That would be Taylor Hearns. That's right. And so, yes, uh, today was Taylor, excuse me, Cleo Hearn Day in Lancaster. And so I was down in Lancaster, and they had a little ceremony the whole nine yards. So shout out to everybody who made the ceremony. And Cleo Hearn is a legend. Yeah, shout out to all and he of went to, he went to, the Hearn family. Yeah. He went to high school with my mother in Oklahoma City, Douglas High School. Did you find that out today? No. I, okay, I'm, do you I, knew that? I've been doing Cleo since Oh, I was yeah, you a did boy. say that. My bad. See, I should my listen. My mother told me about him. He said, you want, let's go to the Black Rodeo. Let's go. That's we awesome. Check it out. Cleo Hearn Day in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's a big deal. Shout out. And, of course, obviously an important an important uh, face in Black Rodeo, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah. He's he's in Rodeo Hall of Fame. He's in the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame. He's, he's in, I mean, he's just a legend. Documentary about him. Yeah. And he's still with us. And you, you, you have to appreciate the legends while they are still with you. Give them mm-hmm. their flowers while they're still with us as well. And, and kid you I not, say. kid you not, Taylor Hearn can rope a cow. Yeah. I mean, look, you don't grow up in a family like that without exactly. being able to pick some things up by osmosis. Mm-hmm. There you go. I know it's corny. Had to do it regardless. <laughs> That's a little sharing time here on the Get Right, right here on 105 through the fan. Al Walton on the YouTube says, I love that I learned more about just uh, just uh, learn more about just all right the reading is not reading right now i le- learn more about more than just sports listening to a sports station thanks guys you're very welcome we mentioned those fires up in amarillo real quick i hope that me trying to say that did not make you lose brain cells no no you, okay yeah. very good the 806 says uh the big fire up in near amarillo has burned an area five times the sit- size of the city of dallas so far nearly one million acres that's crazy yeah, it's it's been the Texas Panhandle. In fact, and also at least one has de- is dead um, as well. So I know the the last number that I saw was about eight hundred and fifty thousand acres. So really and truly, um, you know, thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to all the folks out there that's because a lot of cattle out that's there. That's a too. lot of cattle. That's a lot of land. I mean, There's a lot of things that are cow country. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, oh, you, you hate to see that, but ultimately you hope that. Um, Folks that are handling it ha- are capable of getting it under some level of some level of um, control. Control. That's the right word. Get right right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, final hour of the program starts at the top of the hour, and we'll begin that by getting you getting your your headlines on this evening. We'll do that next on the fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.